0: Hashtag Making Waves, the podcast to help enhance our personal development. Welcome to the Hashtag Making Waves podcast by Waves of Positivity. Today's episode is who we are as people and we're going to give you an introduction into us. So today's guest is none other than Mr. S.A. Healthy Gains. Ooh, thank you for having me on guys. So I have one of the co-hosts today. My name is Adil along with... Sully, the other co-host. <laughs> and our guest is SA Healthy Gains. So Mr. SA, can you give us a quick introduction? Tell us who is SA Healthy Gains?
1: All right, so SA Healthy Gains, obviously, is my social media handle. That's what most people know me by in the public eye. Um, my real name is Suleiman Solomon, or most people call me Sully. Um, the name came about, Instagram name came about when I became a personal trainer during my gap year after college. And I did that for a few years, really enjoyed it. And that kind of brought out who I am as a person. Uh, I'm a recent graduate, um, construction management and property development, uh, but currently I work in the leasing industry and uh, I spend a lot of my spare time uh, climbing mountains and doing charity work. Amazing, sounds like quite an active person. Nice. So
0: what made you start Waves of Positivity alongside us? What What, what was your approach to it?
1: So, as, when, when I was doing my social media stuff, you know, as a personal trainer, I made a transition into rather than training people's bodies, I wanted to train people's minds because I, I realized that that's where the root problem was. Uh, people are having the correct mindset and slowly from, from a PT, I became kind of like a mindset coach almost. And I did it without realizing and I seen the changes I was making people's lives, not just in the six months or six um, six month blocks I was training them, but even, you know, like a year or two years after they would message me and they were, they were making amazing progress. And that's what really sparked something inside me. And I was like, you know what, I want to carry on changing people's mindset and perspectives in life, Because I felt like generally speaking, a lot of people are quite negative uh, in their perspectives. And obviously this opportunity came about with you brothers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just talking about it initially that first day, I was like, yes, you know what, this is going to be a great opportunity for me to carry on this goal that I have to help young people make positive lifestyle choices so that's why waves of positivity is something that you know i'm on with you guys and it's been one of the best decisions of my life
0: hey uh, big up <laughs> waves of positivity <laughs> so your main focus is clearly mindset how did this come about again what made you so focused on mental development i know you touched on it very briefly about being a personal trainer and transitioning but what is what made you want to think so much on people's mindsets when training in their bodies
1: so I realized from a very, very young age, I feel like the thought process that most people have in their late 20s, and the late, in their the 30s and 40s, I feel like I had those thought processes as a very, very young teenager. And I'm very grateful and, and blessed. I feel lucky to have gone through those um, thought, thought processes. And I remember I used to be a very conserved child, very reserved, I used to not speak. I remember when I was in primary school with my, my teacher, when she asked my mom, is your child mute? Because I, I didn't used to talk. If someone asked me a question, I'd just stare back blankly. <laughs> That's how shy I was. And um, I just spent so much time observing people and things that were going on around me. And when I got into secondary school, um, I realized that the best way for me to progress in whatever I want is by having a good mindset, a good approach. And I find myself finding more success in, you know, these small interactions and small scenarios we have in our life when I was going at it with a positive attitude and a positive mindset. And for me, it started very, very early on. I didn't know that I was going through this process um, until much later on, but I'm so happy and so lucky that it happened for me at such a young age.
0: That's amazing.
1: Clearly tell you not me anymore, man.
0: (laughs) 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 Mr. SA, is there an incident that you can pinpoint from your past that defines who you are today or a specific moment?
1: so okay. again it goes goes it stems back to i can it's it's weird because for most people this is a process that takes days weeks months and i remember very clearly it was just one instance like that like a, like a, just a moment and I, I was in year 7 and i was in like a lunch break or or, a, or a, like a regular break and i was just walking about and obviously like i said i was a shy kid so i was and i was you know a nerd you could say so i was susceptible to you know being bullied oh, just going to point out that i still a nerd <laughs> You can say that, you can say that, but you know, um, back then I was, I didn't have the confidence. So as you can imagine kids being kids, I was susceptible to being bullied, you know, people exploiting that lack of confidence. And I remember one day I was just walking outside and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to let anyone get to me, whatever they say, I'm just going to let it go. And it was a snap decision. And I swear to you, yeah, since that moment, like my life has just been so much more happier, so much more content. And it's weird because most people, like I say, most people can't pinpoint it. And for me, that is such a vivid memory that I'll never ever forget. That's that's what happened for me. Were yeah. there any particular people that helped you with this? Not really. You see, along with being shy and being reserved, I didn't speak about my problems. So I didn't really tell people I was getting bullied. I didn't really tell she the lied teachers. On me and Sully, we didn't, didn't, know that. you guys back then. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't really tell the teachers. I didn't really tell my parents. Um, it was very, I was very independent. I was like, I'll just get over it. So obviously there was influences and factors that played into it, but I think it was just, it just happened in my mind. Like I was just done with it. I was tired of it, and yeah, um, again, I'm happy. The place we are today. Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's say happy ends. One thing that you're known for is your charity and your charity work, Crazy Challenges. Um,
1: What drives you to do what you do and what keeps you motivated to do these crazy challenges? So for the last two years, I've been in some charity work before that, but the last two years, it's kind of become embodied. It's part of my life. And again, it wasn't something that I was particularly looking for, especially to the extent that I'm doing it at. It just kind of fell in. I've seen it as an opportunity. And I got stuck in and I really enjoyed it. Mm. And I've just been kind of like one step after, after another, progressing, progressing, doing more, doing better. And as I, as I, as I started going into this kind of charity sector, um, I realized like the benefits it was bringing to myself, to every single person I, I would interact with, you know, recruiting, being on the street, fundraising, uh, making these videos and, and interacting with people online. And also the people, the beneficiaries, the money where it goes to in the end, you know, in these other countries. And it just gave me that feel good factor, you know, is releasing the hormones inside me and making me feel like such an accomplished individual in that moment. And further to that is I think um, I have some deep root, uh, something deep rooted within me where I feel like to an extent I feel accountable to the state of the world. And you know, in many religions, especially even in ours, we're taught, you know, look after your neighbors, love for what you want, love for, love for your brothers, what you want for yourself. And you know, the Prophet sallam, he says himself, the best of you are those who bring benefit to his community, to his people. And I think those are two core root beliefs for me personally. And I take that with me, or I try to take that with me in everything that I do. And I think charity has allowed me to kind of fulfill that, I guess, in, in some life.
0: Nice. Have you got any particular country you ever want to do work in?
1: So, Yemen. I, I, I would always have to say Yemen because I remember about a year and a half ago I was at an event and they showed this video of some kids in Yemen and it was the first time I ever cried to a video. Any type of video, movie, show, whatever. I've never cried again to a video. That was the first time that I cried to a video. you did cry a bridge, bridge of terabithia? <laughs> <laughs> I did not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not. I'm, for me it's always been in my heart and i remember after that after seeing that video that's when i was like yeah you know i want to do something and i remember i was at a charity dinner a few weeks after and they were like do you know how they do fundraising they were like who wants to who wants to pledge like you know ten thousand pounds four thousand five hundred pounds whatever and one of the pledges the first pledge was okay who's gonna say four thousand five hundred pounds and i was like i really want to do this for yemen and i remember i ran out the hall I was volunteering at the event. I ran out to the hall and I spoke to the manager of the charity or the, the coordinator. I was like, bro, I want I to pledge for 4500 but I don't have that money. And I don't, I don't think I'll be able to do it. And he goes, you know what, just, just put your hand up and see what happens. So I went back in, I put my hand up, signed uh, the thing, the pledge with the form, whatever. And that's where Tough Mother came from. Mm-hmm.
0: That's how Tough Mother... Uh, how much you end up raising at the end of Tough Mother?
1: £6,500. Oh yeah, with with you guys, you know <laughs> with the intention of four thousand five hundred, and you end up doing six thousand. Yeah, That's and what honestly, it was one of the best periods of my life so, You know, training with you brothers and sisters, going through that process, uh, and you can see, like right now, mm-hmm. like how much joy it brings to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can just imagine how much it brought to me back the then. The only time I've ever seen him smile like that is when he's looking at watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not lying. And like? so, yeah, I'd love, love to go out, going back to the original question, I would love to go out to Yemen and utilise the skills of, you know, construction management and, you know, rebuild um, what they haven't got there, basically, or what they've lost. So he's selling this to all the
0: podcasters listening in, but he's never spoken about this to, like, people he knows generally. This is really personal this is, stuff. This is, like this is a
1: dream it. that I don't really share with many people but you, told, you said at the start, we're going deep. So yeah, I had to, to share something Yeah, really deep. <laughs> yeah,
0: really deep. <laughs> what are the main things, in your opinion, that are needed for us as humans to grow and advance?
1: Okay, so obviously there's a lot of things. But I would say that we can... Well, I can boil it down to two main things that we could apply to pretty much every single individual. And those two things would be, number one, your mindset because your mindset is everything as we said so many times and number two is your support group your support circle the people around you now the reason i say mindset is you know my quote i don't know if you guys want to share it <laughs> your mindset is your pathway to your success or your failure you see your mindset depicts determines every single scenario something good happens to you, you can turn it into a bad situation. If something bad happens to you, you can turn it into a good situation just based on your perspective, on your optimism or your pessimism or your realism. And you see, once we harness the control of our minds, because we've already established that your mindset is everything, doesn't that mean that you've harnessed the control of everything around you? Because you're controlling the way you react to people, the way you react to scenarios, things that are of your control, the way you react to them. So that's why I say mindset. And the reason why I say mindset number one is because without mindset, a lot of people might struggle for point number two, which for me came on very, very late in my life. I would say in the last three or four years. Like I said, I was a very, very independent person because of the way I was brought up. Um, And so I was always like, I can do this on my own. I don't need anyone. And that was how I was. And um, until I kind of met you guys, I'd say, and a few other people through gym and stuff, Um, I was like, You know what? I need a support group. I need people around me because what i didn 't realize was once as a human you run out of energy, you run out of capacity, mental capacity, emotional capacity, physical capacity, you run out of them you can 't be one hundred percent there will be times when you 're zero percent, and in those moments, what do you do? You lean on other people, you lean on the people around you, your friends or your family and that 's why I say that 's a number two thing um, and with your support group, essentially, you choose who they are. You, you choose who you, are, you spend your time with. And if you have the correct mindset, you will go out and search for the right people. And those right people will not only help you when you're down, but they will elevate you and lift you and take you to your highest potential. So for me, those two are the most important factors for your success in, in, in any life, whether it's religion, whether it's business, education, work, social, relationship, anything. Those are the two things that will get you through any problems, any obstacles in life amazing stuff man I will
0: say right now in your black t-shirt you look like Steve Jobs when you look like this (laughs) (laughs) Steve Jobs fans yeah (laughs) so if you could give one piece of advice to whoever's listening in today like you you're so important like you're so stuck on mindset and all the experiences and everything you've been through in life but what's one piece of advice you give to someone listening right now that you use at this very present moment in
1: time to work on those individual things So before I go into that, actually, um, I wouldn't be where I am. I think it would be to talk so personal and go deep uh, on my personal life. Oh, I need to give credit to someone because I've not come here with on my own. And I think the two main people that I owe everything to is my parents obviously we for a,
0: a small moment i am you're talking about <laughs> i must you say see, that you, see,
1: <laughs> you guys are com- compared to my parents who come out at a very late stage of my life yeah, of and there is that. credit for you guys but my parents have been there from the start Definitely. and you see all this mindset stuff that i'm talking about it wasn't just something that came about from nowhere it was my dad mm. like he drilled this absolute this i don't know this deep deep requirement to be so independent and so resilient like mm you need to sort your problems out you are the cause of the solutions of all your life problems because again it's your mindset and i think that resilience in my mind has helped me so much in everything that i've done and the only person that i can think that has drilled that into my brain is my dad like for me tough love work as a child and so again i'm so appreciative of that and we mentioned the other thing that is so that i do a lot is charity work and helping other people. And that's come from my mom. Like I, every single day I'm like, I want to be like my mom because I've never ever met someone who's as compassionate and as empathetic as my mom. Like Mm -hmm. she will always make sure that every single person that is around her or in that room is doing good. I don't know how she does it. She consents when someone's off and she will make sure that like they're okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what, I want to be like that. It's a Um, motherly
0: thing, isn't
1: it? It's a motherly thing, but I think my mom just has it on like a different spectrum. radar' right? really made
0: just a lot, a lot broader and wider, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. But yeah, going back to your original question, you asked me, um, what is one piece of advice that I can give to someone to work on based on the things you were talking about today? The most important thing, I mean, I feel like I covered it, but I'd say the most important thing is just knowing who you are as a person. If you go through that journey of finding out who you are, what you tr- who you truly are, What you're truly passionate about and what you truly believe in, then you have built a foundation that is unbreakable. No one can say anything to you that is going to waver your your belief and waver your success. So know who you are. Knowing exactly who you are, what you you believe in and where you want to what your end goal is in life. That's amazing, bro. Thank you. You've
0: got the job. (laughs) Thank you for having me, (laughs) guys.